Knock, knock, guess who is knocking at your door? That's right, you know it's the morning for sure. Might be a geoff, it could be, maybe it's Mitt Romney. Hey there, Twimsters. Welcome once again, and thank you for tuning in to another harrowing edition of This Week in Mormons, the greatest podcast in the entire world. That's right, I said it. Move over, Joel Osteen. We've got this covered. On this week's special show, however, we're going to uh, flip the calendar back a few pages. Because about 18 months ago, we had the privilege of interviewing the producer and host of Relative Race. And if you're not familiar with Relative Race, it's a terrific BYU TV program that brings some competition to the proceedings. But at the end of the day, it's really about uniting families. It, and as the, the seasons have gone on, uh, the contestants have... Co- shown up with some incredible stories and watching them reunite with loved ones, meet them for the first time, and really see that the power of the spirit of Elijah on screen is really something special. And when we interviewed Dan, you know, we thought it would be just kind of a nice way to plug the show and learn some behind the scenes stuff, which is part of the interview. But what I really love and reflecting on it uh, is how passionate Dan is about the genealogical aspect of it, about bringing people together, uh, even contestants who don't make it on air, for example, about still letting them link together with their families. There's something really, really moving and useful in that. And because season six of Relative Race just premiered this past weekend, you should check it out if you haven't done so, we thought it'd be a great time to revisit this interview and see what we can learn about family history and uh, how BYU TV has really amplified its content uh, in recent years. But the great thing we like to stress about Relative Race is, yeah, it's not just this competition show. Yes, there's a prize at the end, uh, but at the end of the day, there's something a lot more meaningful behind it. So with that, I will hand it over to myself. All right, well now, listeners, we are very excited to bring on our special guest for this week's episode, Dan Debenham from Relative Race is with us. Hi, Dan. Hey, how you doing, Jeff? I'm I'm super. Thanks for being with us. Anytime, anytime. Well, um, we're big fans of Relative Race on the show. We're supporters. Very excited. Incidentally, if I can self-indulge for just a moment, I found out about Relative Race two years ago when season one came on because my co-host Al was featured on Turning Point. And no after way. watching that on Yes. So after watching that on the BYU TV app, my wife and I were perusing and when we saw Relative Race, we're big, amazing race fans and we're into genealogy. And that's how we got into it. So Al, I guess we have you to thank for this. I, I honestly, I feel like most of the success of Relative Race comes back to, uh, to me. That's so what welcome. I was thinking. I was thinking, why are you guys even talking to me? It's Al that we should all be <laughs> speaking to right now. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, that actually that popped in my head last night, so I'm glad we got to do this just in time when I thought of that. But yeah, Al was Dan, on Turning how Point. Did, Go figure. How did you get tied into uh, Turning Point, man? or not Turning Point, into Relative Race? Was that uh, was it your idea? Was that kind of your baby? Or were you are you just a hired gun for your good looks? Or? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting combination. Um, so we had created 
when I say we, meaning Lensworks Productions, uh, which consists of, uh, we've got a nice boutique group here of about 20 individuals. But my business partner and I, um, we, we kicked this production company off about 18 years ago. And um, about seven years ago, we created a show for BYU TV called Dining with the Dean. And uh, that's where the relationship began. And we were looking for ways to work together after Dining with the Dean. And we had a, a couple of key people at BYU TV approach us about four years ago that said, uh, in essence, they said, look, we've had people from Ancestry.com come and talk to us about creating a show with them in mind and a new division that they are getting ready to launch called Ancestry DNA. And you guys do a really good job of, of coming up with original television. And so what about something that could be created with uh, a discovery of family through DNA? Um, and so from there, that was kind of the opening salvo. That was the opening conversation. And we talked a little bit more uh, creatively, you know, some possibilities that they had in their mind. We, we definitely brought in budget. That, that does matter. Um, we talked about budget and we talked about expectations. And uh, my business partner and I, Tom and I said, well, look, why don't we get back to you in about three weeks? Give us about three weeks and we'll come up with some concepts. And the one that we really quickly gravitated towards internally here at Lensworks uh, was this show that we tentatively called Relative Race. And came back, pitched them on Relative Race, and everybody said, uh, let's give it a shot. That was season one. And from there, we we certainly hope that we have refined it over the last two seasons. Uh, now season three, and we're, we're in pre-production and casting right now and research for season four. And uh, it looks like we, we, we may have commitment for uh, future seasons beyond that, but nothing set in stone until there's a contract signed. But we love what we're doing. We dig the show. It has more meaning than anything else we've ever worked on in our careers. Uh, and it's just really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Last night, my wife and I uh, sat down to watch the season three, right? You're three episodes in and uh, like literally episode one, you got a guy that's meeting his father for the first time. You've got the team black. That's like she's, she's finding her uh, like she never knew her mom after like five years old. And she's meeting all of these aunts and uncles that she had no idea. It's like the most, you've got the most emotionally tapped in story of any TV show I've ever watched. It's it's pretty unreal the uh the content that you get to work with in there. You know, we we appreciate that. When you use the term unscripted or reality, in my opinion, that that's been so overly used and kind of abused, meaning abusing the audience with kind of this inane nonsensical trying to uh you know, peek at the worst of people with with unscripted reality-based programming. Sure. And we really, we realized quickly how real that this show would be again, without any scripting. And so we, we look to, to do just the opposite, which is there, there is absolutely zero scripting that takes place in this. Nobody's told what to do. We have, you know, 30 cameras rolling, uh, and, We've done, uh, you know, just an incredible, intense amount of research 
to 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 build these fa- these discoveries of family and and you can't script those moments that you just talked about you cannot script when somebody who has been searching for family their entire life and all of a sudden they knock on a door they're in the middle of a competition and their emotions have to take a complete 180 f- from being in race mode and competitive mode to all of a sudden realizing that the reason that the real reason that they're doing this just stepped out of the door and introduced yeah. themselves as I'm your daddy or I'm your aunt or I'm your cousin or I'm your brother or I'm your sister. And for people who have never had any family that that, that moment you can't script it's, it's unbelievable and that's why it's been so tremendously gratifying, both personally and professionally. It's to 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 research and to be able to to build to those moments and then see them unfold in front of you in real time and know that we get to present that to a nationwide audience is just it's just very humbling and it's very rewarding. Yeah. Man. For sure. Seems- Can you tell us about the, um, what is the process for the research? Like, how do you go about this? You know, finding all these families and setting all that up. I imagine it's got to be a, a huge potential uh, logistical headache. So what goes into all of that to yeah. set all that up? You, you know, I, I, I worked on a lot of shows when I was at ESPN. I, I, you know, I spent eight years at ESPN and, and during that time I wrote, produced and, and hosted you know, around, around 40 shows a year. And as, as detailed as, and as much effort as that took, I have never in my life thought that, that there could be anything more, um, more difficult as what we tackle every season on relative race, which is, First, the casting process, and that is to find somebody that, quite frankly, is we hope is going to be good on television, but also has a, a very deep personal story that we hope to unfold. Um, you know, over ten episodes, ten days of racing. Then, once we narrow it down to about twenty couples, um, we then start reaching out to their relatives. Well, first of all, we do the research and that, and there for each team, there is assigned a professional genealogist and they work with a team internally here at LensWorks. They work with a team of three internal people for each team. So there's, there's this total of four people per team researching to find relatives and then reach out to them and contact those relatives and say, look, are you interested in being on this show? Will you be on the show? Uh, and half the time we're shot down right out of the, you know, right off the bat, meaning people are saying, look, I don't, I don't know you. I don't trust you. I don't know a television show. I don't want to be a part of it. Leave me alone. Uh, when we get past that and people will actually listen to us, um, it's amazing how quickly they want to be a part of it. Uh, then we've got to make sure that they'll sign the contracts. Then we've got to make sure that they line up with routes that allow us to drive a realistic distance each day of the race. 
Yeah. You know, so it just goes on and on and on. And then we narrow that down ultimately to four teams and four backups because, you, you again, you never know as that process continues. And this process, by the way, that I'm describing takes about uh, six to seven months. And that's just all in pre-production and research. Um, then, then we have it down to those, those, uh, nine relatives for the nine days of, of racing and discovery per team. So that's nine times four, that's 36. Uh, and then of course, day 10 is, is a very different format. Those that survived right. the teams that survived to get to day 10, they're no longer looking for living relatives. We're really dialed in on, on, on that ultimate financial prize, which is part of the process as well. So again, that's, that's the interesting thing. This, this show, we were challenged when we talked with BYU TV and when we talked with Ancestry, we were challenged with making it relevant to today's programming while being meaningful and true uh, to, to what the purpose of the end result of the show was ultimately to discover family. But you know, we, we came up with this concept again of, of a true race and if you're going to have a race with real results, you know, what's the end prize? Now, certainly you can argue, and I, and I, I happen to sit on the side of the fence that, look, your prize is paid off every day that you get to meet relatives that you didn't know that you had and you've never met before. But, yeah. but in today, you know, in today's world, look, we're realists and we're trying to create a very entertaining show that is that is well received and accepted and 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 even critically acclaimed and to that you know to that effort we've we've you know we won the synopsis award a year and a half ago for best new reality show in america so um you know we 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 really try to hit everything while understanding that ultimately and most importantly this is a show about discovering finding and connecting with family for people who have been searching for that their entire lives. Now, back in the, uh, when it, when it flashes back to the, uh, to the headquarters, you seem like a real hard a back there. You know, you run a tight <laughs> ship. It's all business. Did you say hard a, I'm a hard a versus a versus a hard B is that versus a hard family friendly show. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. you seem like yes. a real, like a real okay. jerk. Well, look, no, I've got a Al, bunch of people that, that, that there has to be an ultimate person that is making ultimate calls and is moving things ultimately along. So not only do, not only do I, meaning at our company, we certainly wear a lot of hats, uh, but in this show, I also wear a lot of hats specifically and yeah. <laughs> I am a co-creator. I am an executive producer but I'm also the host of the show. And sometimes it's a little like herding cats, you know? So <laughs> look, you've, you've got it. You've got, we, we are filming live to tape. So it, it's not like when we have that uh, go to meeting call, that video conference call every night, that's done live. That's not, that's not done after the oh. fact that's done every cool. night live. When you see me talking with those four people, I mean, that's happening every night of the race. So I go out for day one, then I fly back to our uh, offices, and then I fly back out to the race for the end of day 10. But otherwise, I'm back there exactly as you see having those video conference calls. Now, obviously, I know what's taking place throughout the day because I'm getting phone calls from our producers, 
our directors of photography. Uh, I'm I'm sending out texts and getting texts back, and 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 so that's why I try to bring it all together. This show is certainly not about me. This show, the host of this show, in this case, me, is merely there as a traffic cop. They're just trying to 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 neatly, correctly, you know, direct the flow that it needs to that it that needs to take place. So I literally try to back out of this show as much as possible <laughs> and and just move, but it's got to move along. You've it's got kind to of a cool problem. element though. There's like that urgency to it. Yeah, there 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 certainly is because these guys have been racing sometimes. You know, they, they've been, they might've gotten in their cars literally at 6.45 in the morning and then it's 10.30 at night when we're having that conference call sometimes and they are physically but emotionally completely spent. Uh, what's you know, what's crazy tried- about that though, you've got a guy in your office that was looking at a map for the entire day. Every, every shot back there, he's still looking at the same map. No, it's I, not the same. It's not the he, same map. It's a different he's, map. He's never, well, he's never Al, found where he's Al, going on that thing. Al, Al, you bring up one of my favorite things, and I mean this with so much affection. But I've always loved some of the uh, relative race office shots when it does seem like it's. It it's seems like, a downtown like it's a downtown New it's a, York office. You got to be in Provo, right? Are you? Are you in like Salt, Salt Lake City? Salt Lake. Yeah, oh, it, Salt Lake. But I, but it's a, but it's I have a good all, downtown I, shot. It is. Those no, are, but I have those, those are. We flew our drone up to get all those exteriors. Now, oh. got it, you guys. You guys can't. What am I talking about this stuff from? That's the magic of television. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, Dan, I will say this: the the relative race offices have moved at least on television from season to season. Now they have, it, they have. Actually, and they're not, mo- actually- they're not moving. They're not moving anymore. We're not moving them anymore. <laughs> so, so was that, was that actually the case? Like last season, did you actually have a, uh, yes. a sort of a, a setup office in Boston where you were calling the shots and running things until the finale? Yeah, uh, uh, no, that, that was also Salt Lake city. And what happened is we quickly <laughs> got, we quickly got word from the producers, the executive producers at BYU TV and the director of programming that said the same thing you guys are asking right now, which is, Hey, we didn't know you had uh, offices in Boston. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, where's our money going? We don't, we don't. And they, and they said, Oh guys, we, we can't, we look, you can't, we, we, we got to change that. You can't say that these are the Boston offices. And we went really? Cause that's part of television. So, so we quickly, <laughs> we quickly got word. And to that point, you don't, it doesn't say where we're at. It says right, relative right. race offices. And that's, and that's because every, every season the show is refined and I hope that it gets better, but, but that you've pointed out one of the things that we have changed. And part of it, by the way, part of it changed purely because of budget as well. Meaning, but budget changed and initially look season one was uh hey here's a concept let's see if it works and it was kind of proof of concept season two was hey we 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 like the concept but we've got to make it network worthy and our point was great let's do that together but together means we don't have the money so let's talk and we did and and so, you know, it, it, th- those budgets have stayed in place. And I find it very interesting. The BYU TV, uh, the way that they work, and I really admire this, and we, we take it very seriously, is the production dollars come from private donors that specifically donate to BYU TV productions. No. And, 
And so we, we take that very, very seriously. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're very careful with, with, uh, those production dollars and we try to maximize them while trying to, to achieve again, a, a, an award winning, uh, look at, at bringing family together. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, you mentioned um, some of the changes over the seasons, and I've noticed these as well. And one of the big changes for season three uh, is that they're not all the teams didn't. They started off in Washington, D.C., which is where I am, by the way. I would have appreciated the phone call, so I could have come to the taping. But anyway, um, but, but anyway, um, they started off is, there. But this instead, is then you what, blew, you, one of the many deficiencies that I have is clearly I'm not good at keeping up with my close personal contacts like I should. So I apologize. <laughs> That's right. I mean, come on, Damn, Dan. Come on. Yeah, I know. We go I know, back. I know. Um, I know. But, but at least twenty but minutes now. <laughs> in uh, in previous seasons, they all started off in one starting line, and then they went from there. You know, and and I have noticed it's changed because in season one, they all started in San Francisco, and they made their way across the United States, some in you know northern, southern parts, but they made their way across the whole country. Uh, in season two, they pretty much just went up the eastern seaboard, and I imagine a lot of that has to do with finding all the right families. But now in season three, instead, they all flew to different locations across the country. And we don't know where the final city is. I don't know if they're all en route to coalesce there or if they'll just fly there at the end. But what what kind of drove that new approach where instead you break them all up onto completely different trajectories? Was that more because of the difficulty in finding family members and trying to make a nice a line for each team to follow, so to speak? And that's just easier when you break them up? Yeah, that th- there's two parts to that. You, you have named one of those elements right there. That's completely correct. When we settled on our four teams that are on this season, and when we discovered where their family was and how to create a a route, we were really at a loss. We were just like, we're hosed. You know, this, how do we make this work? So the other part of that is, is clearly by design. And, and, And that is not to confuse loyal viewers, just the opposite. It is to just twist it up a little bit. So when they think yeah. they know the show, it's like, whoa, oh. the show just changed. And and I can tell you that we'll be doing that again for season four, which we're right now, as I said, in pre-production and planning, and we'll be shooting in May and we'll air this fall. BYU TV has now asked for two seasons oh, two per seasons calendar year. year. Yeah. So we're, cool. we're going to be airing spring and fall now. That's exciting. Glad to hear that. I don't have to wait a whole year in between seasons. That's awesome. That's one of the big comments that we hear from viewers as they, and again, we're, you know, we're, we're grateful for these kind of positive uh, postings that you get is, is people are saying, you know, the worst thing about the end of relative race is I have to wait a year before I can watch it again. Well, that's, again, that's not going to be the case now. That's great, man. Congratulations. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's really cool. The, so so uh, go ahead. The, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 dying to know on the uh, the people that are like the backups. So the four that that didn't make it on the uh, the understudies. Yes, the understudies of. Uh, I mean, it's such an emotional thing, right? You've already gone and done all of the research. Uh, I'm assuming so that you have like routes lined up and everything. Do you do you give them these experiences even though they don't make it on the show? I mean, yes. So every contact that we make, that's one of the biggest uh, questions of concern that we get from uh, from viewers. And of course, the beauty is with social media, you now know instantaneously what people like, what their concern, what their thoughts are. Everybody posts everything. And and one and one of the biggest 
uh, questions of concern that we get is, please tell me, Dan, and and I get personally emailed and sent things because you can you can <laughs> you quickly see that it's, it's you can quickly see you know that it is a LensWorks Productions, and if you Google LensWorks, you can email me, and I get those emails sometimes that are like you know you are the biggest scum on earth. How can you send that person home when, when they had three more days of relatives to meet? And our point is no, 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 no. Wait, guys, sorry. Uh, we don't have the time to explain all those nuances, but yes, every bit of research that we do for anyone, whether they appear on the show or not, gets sent to those people. That's, that's the point of the show is to, is to find, find the family and it's not like we're going to do the research and then go, yeah, we did all this research, but you know, you didn't make it on. So you don't get the big prize. That's three strikes. Family. Yeah. We, you no, we send everybody. Dad. Yeah. We send everybody the research on everybody. I was wondering, and I was wondering about that because last season, for example, team black, I think sort of hit the new, the new Zenith for dramatic storylines um, yep. with, with him meeting up in, his up father in the end. Yeah, yeah. Up until this season, of course, I know. Obviously, you're building on it, but um, I, I remember thinking that last season, like, what would have happened if they would have gotten booted before he met his dad? I figured there was a contingency in place, but there, there is, including including the way that we would have produced the shows. So while everything is recorded live to tape on all of those cameras, we then bring that all back in, and we have to edit all of those because we're recording thousands of hours, and of course. Right. While we had a 90-minute premiere this season for for uh, the first episode, the rest of the episodes are one hour. And we've got to figure out how to take hundreds of, of shooting hours every day and condense that down to an hour. And, and as part of that, um, we have contingencies on if somebody is, gets, receives their third strike, uh, you know, and they are missing a huge part of their story, uh, then we have different contingencies on how to edit that into the, uh, and it's, and to this point, we've never had that scenario happen, but I can tell you that, uh, it, it could occur this season. And I can tell you that we're certainly planning for contingencies on that for season four, because it looked like it, it it could happen for season four as well. So we have contingencies to how to, how to in post-production, how to edit in those storylines, even though they may not officially be part of the race anymore. We we've talked about ways to make sure that the viewers are satisfied with seeing results. And by the way, that is a byproduct of what you just discussed, which was Joe team black on season two and the, the personal comments that we, that I personally received where people were like, how could you send him home? And, uh, you know, our point is, well, again, it's a race, but we also get, it's a television show. And, you have invested your time and emotions as viewers into the show, and we want to deliver payment on that. And we've got various ways to do that. So, do you do you have like a favorite story that didn't make it on of of either one of the understudies yes. or yes. one of the teams? Yes, 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 we do. I've got oh my gosh, I have so many of those. It's it's hard to narrow it down to one. I, I can tell you that we we had uh, twin. 
Uh, okay, let me go back. We had two brothers that were going to be on the show that we wanted to cast on the show. And they were not brothers by blood. They were both adopted by the same family. Okay. So, and yet they knew nothing of their blood biological parents. And so they were as adopted brothers raised in the same family out on a quest to find their biological parents. Oh man. And, uh, we, we found, we found the mother, the biological mother of one of those young men, the, 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 the brothers were 29 and 35 and we found the biological mother. It took, uh, it, we, we hired private detectives. Uh, we, we, oh, you can't believe what we go through sometimes just to, to, we, we, we often have to bring in legal help to unseal court documents and records and we have to petition courts and, and, uh, And in this case, we found the biological mother and we found as a result of that, we found all of his family and they would not be on the show. They just said, nope, won't do it. We said, but you, but, but we said, but you have a son that wants to meet you. And the mother breaking your heart said, I don't care. I don't want to meet him. I don't want to be on this show. And you just sit there and you go to, to you and I. We, we don't get that, right? But the one thing I've learned in, in my years is, you know, I haven't walked in other people's shoes and I don't, I, you know, I just, I don't know what's going through her head. I don't, I don't know what that her life has been blow. like, but you know, I can tell you that we, we negotiated. Oh, I can tell you that we negotiated an ability for them to connect with each other if they so chose to. Okay. So, so that's what we, 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 again, we, we, we said, look, it's in your hands. Here's how you get a hold of him. And when you, when you go back to this, this potential contestant, can you tell him that Hey, we found your mom, but she doesn't want to meet you. Uh, <laughs> I really probably should leave that one alone. And, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here, guys. I'm just saying that that th- th- this one is is a very fairly recent situation, and it it, it was wow. real. It's really it's really convoluted. It's really difficult. It's raw. Yeah, it's and uh, you know. Eh, now, on the flip side, we've got some really hilarious moments that never made it on the show. I mean, just some really great moments that just, they got, they wound up on the cutting room floor because the rest of the stuff was, sure, you know, it worked in a different way. As we're putting the shows together, we thought that this was going to be amazing, but as it all comes together, we decided, no, that's more emotional, so we're going to go in this direction. And there's some things that are, that are just fantastic than haven't made him in the show. Um, this year, I can tell you that this year, season three that's currently airing, uh, BYU TV online is going to be airing at times, and I don't know the specifics of it because it's in their marketing and social media department. We've delivered a, a, a bunch of extra footage uh, from the episodes that will air exclusively online. Oh, okay. Little webisodes, maybe. 
yeah, they're 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 little webisodes. They're just kind of they're just kind of extra moments. Um, one of them is, <laughs> you know, I I put my eyes on on everything before it goes out, and I remember reviewing one of this. Each of the extra content is they they've asked it to be around sixty seconds, and one of them was so I'm just sitting there just thinking, man, I'm telling you, I am so close to this because I went in and watched this sixty seconds of footage and I was just sobbing, just, just sobbing my eyes out. It is so beautiful and so meaningful. And I'm so grateful that we, that BYU TV said, look, give us additional footage. If you feel it's there that we can air online only. And, and so there's some, there's some really cool, there's some really cool additional online moments. So I'd like to ask you, about some some of the Mormon angle of this. To BYU TV, we're a Mormon podcast, you know, all, all that good stuff. And so because it's BYU TV, uh, there's certain standards. You guys are Mormon? I'm serious, Dan. You're it Mormon? Happened. It happened. We're the hard A Mormons. Ask the missionaries. They can help you. They know everything. So um, I've got two young men in white shirts and ties or two beautifully dressed young ladies that'll come and visit with you and tell you about That's this right. interesting story of a young man that went out to find out for himself which church to join. And we've got the answer for you, and it's called The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm sorry, so go on. Oh, Dan, <laughs> fresh from his gig at teaching at the MTC this afternoon. Man, he is ready. Okay. Um, but what I wonder is, how, how much of uh, church standards do they try to enforce? I know BYU TV, of course, has has stretched out a lot in recent years. It's wholesome programming, but they're trying not to be overtly religious as they have been in years past. But I've um, noticed a lot of hex and gosh darn it. Exactly. Like, do you have to yeah, tell so them not to curse on camera? Do, you, do they drink off, yeah. on the side? Are there rules in place or anything like that? Well, you probably remember that there are standards that, that, that we do need to adhere to. Um, and, uh, and we don't have any problem with that. When, when, when Tom and I created, my business partner's name is Tom Zadunich. And when Tom and I got together to create Lensworks Productions, this was about 18 years ago, 19 years ago, we, long before we had any interaction with, with BYU TV, we personally wanted to create what we call programming with a purpose. And, um, and so, you know, he, he, I came from ESPN, Tom came from ABC and, and so boy, talk about a real match made in Mormondom was this, this, uh, wonderful relationship with BYU TV, which <laughs> there was no BYU TV when, when Lensworks Productions was first formed. Having said that moving forward, this show, which is a unscripted reality show that captures all of the moments does have, there's certain things that, that are, that are clearly need to be adhered to. And we have no problem with that, which is we're not going to bleep anything out like every other unscripted show. It's all bleeped. Mm -hmm. Well, here you don't hear anything bleeped because we don't include anything. Now, is that to say that there are people on the show that, uh, that curse? Yeah. The answer is absolutely. Some of the sweetest people that you've seen on the show, part of their lexicon and the way that they grew up is they've got different language. Uh, and, 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 and we just, we just don't include it. And when it happens, our producers are constantly reminding people saying, yeah, you know, that, 
that one word you really like to describe. It's an adjective. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's a pronoun. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you can't use that. So, so um, we, we we the other thing is is uh, we we don't show uh, smoking. We don't show. Uh, actively drinking. Um, but you clearly see wine and, uh, other things in shots. Uh, let me be clear. BYU TV executives have been, uh, am- amazing to work with and, and they recognize these are, these are, these are really talented people. They've, they've come from, they have very distinguished backgrounds in the television and production industries and ad agencies and industries. And they understand the reality of what BYU TV is and what they're trying to be. And that is a stated, that statement is clear that this is a gift. BYU TV is, is the LDS church's gift to the world. And all they're looking for is like-minded viewers, people that just don't want to hear bleeps every other word. And you know, that's what they're trying. They're looking for like-minded viewers, a place to go where you can turn it on and actually enjoy a meaningful content and programming. And that's what we do. Now, it doesn't mean that that's what we capture all the time, but that's what we deliver. Um, I, I, she, the, the person will go unnamed, but I can tell you that there is a person that was on the show <laughs> And nobody would ever guess how this person talks because this person is, I swear, they're still probably one of the most popular individuals that's been on Relative Race. And you would just not believe what comes out of her mouth. And it's because she just doesn't know any, it's just how she grew up. And it it's not meant in an offensive way at all. It's just part of her it's part of her vocabulary and we just, you know, constantly had to say, ah, yeah, you really got to rein that in. Okay. And it was just, it was kind of adorable to watch. And, and by the way, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of few and far between that, that this is what takes place on a daily basis. And those that use that language quickly, it's a matter of habits, right? And 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 those habits change pretty quick when you've got a bunch of cameras in your face all the time and a producer that's going, yeah, you can't say that. Oh, nope, you can't say that. Oh, nope, you can't say that. You know, so um, that changes really quickly. And it's usually after a couple of days that that rare individual, it, it, it's just gone. That's gone from their lexicon after a couple of days. They just don't use it anymore. And, and what's interesting is to hear them talk about it off camera after the show is all shot and we stay in touch with them and they just say, you know, you guys broke a, I didn't really realize how I talked and man, it's kind of refreshing that I don't talk like that anymore. My friends back home have commented on it, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's you know, the, not- the, the, the BYU TV. I was just going to say guys that BYU TV, uh, a lot of people think, uh, uh, I think there's some assumptions that because this airs on BYU TV, that these people are LDS, for instance. Well, they're not. And in fact, BYU TV has made it clear that, look, we're not in any way, shape, or form interested in casting Mormons on the show. <gasps> now, if they happen to be... And now, 
that their point is, if they happen to be part of the good storytelling and part of the people and the casting efforts and that works out, and that's great too. But they've made it clear that this isn't a Mormon show. This is a show about finding family. Yeah. So, so building on that, you make me want to ask one question. As any good Mormon does, I like to Mormon watch. You know, you're looking at a crowd, you try to pick us out. You know, it's it's normal habit we're all involved in. Um, have there been more? Oh, I had you ha- pegged. Have- I had you pegged a long time ago. By the way, I knew you were Mormon. My, my guess, my guess, you can refute this, is that in the three seasons of the race, two of the teams have been LDS. Am I correct or not? Uh. Yes or no, that, Dan? That, that we is, want that answers. Is, that, is, that, is, that is correct, actually. That is now, correct. Now, I don't, I, I'm, it's now, a personal I'm curious, to, I'm I, curious I, to, that is actually correct. And, and I'm curious to see if you know which two teams. Okay, my guess is Team Green from Season 1 and Team Black on the current season. You know, sometimes know-it-alls really bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Team Black gives it away. He's doing the T-shirt with the crew neck wide underneath. No normal person does that unless there's a good reason to, right? It just It just goes against the rules of fashion. So it, it just gives it away. You just assume. <laughs> I, I got to tell you that uh, uh, somebody in our company came to me about a month before we filmed this season, season three. And they said, Dan, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? They said, you know, Team Black. I said, Team Black from what season? They said, the season we're about to film. And I said, yeah. And they go, they're Mormon. And I said, really? They said, yeah. And what was interesting is we didn't have a hint of that. And we'd been working with them for three months. Didn't have a hint. It's not in their back room that they happen to be converts uh, to the church. And uh, it's meaning it didn't come up in their background and research or any of those things. Uh, so we were as we were very, very surprised to discover that because that wasn't any part. We had no knowledge of that in the casting situation and all of our Skype calls and going down and doing their backstory and filming them leading up to it. We didn't, we didn't have any idea of that. Oh, how gnarly. That's so funny. You should, wow, good for you that. should fire that PI that he couldn't find that out. Well, or maybe it's on team black for not letting their light so shine that you know you can pick up on <laughs> look i grew up in california alaska and connecticut so it's not like i grew up in these bastions of the church so i never i don't go around in the crowd going you know i think she's a relief society president oh elders corn president right there yeah yep. oh dan, dan you got you got us i grew up by disneyland you got to spend more time there you can pick out mormons like it's it's like shooting fish in a barrel at Disneyland. It's outstanding. If you were if you were as sing if you were single as long as Jeff and I were, also you get true. pretty good at fun. <laughs> I will I, I will I will tell you this. I will I will admit this. When I when when I spent those years at ESPN, I people would meet my wife and they would just look at me and say, Where did you find her? And I said, Utah. And there's about a hundred thousand others that are, they're just that gorgeous. And they're like, are you serious? And I go, oh yeah. I said, those Mormons, they know how to raise beautiful women. Let me tell you, there were people like, so she's a Mormon too. And I'd say, yeah, can you believe that? I'm a Mormon and she's a Mormon too. Yeah. Those Scandinavian converts, they really did us a solid. (laughs) No, my, my wife does not look Scandinavian. I thought she was Italian when I met her in college. She's. But uh, no, I married way over my head 
way, way, way over my head. Oh, you've practiced that line from many a sacrament meeting talk, haven't you? No. If you saw my wife and met her, you would realize you'd kind of go, so explain why did you marry Dan? What I don't, I don't get this because she is bright, beautiful, stunning. She is the life of a party. She knows how to make everybody else feel fantastic, whereas I just kind of suck at those things, I think. So, yeah, she's great. <laughs> she sounds like a real nice lady. A real yeah, she is. She's amazing. Well, we're grateful she's given you us, Dan. So it still works out. <laughs> That's right. We're all happy. Well, everybody, we hope if you have not seen Relative Race... Wonderful show over there on BYU TV. The BYU TV app is all over the place now. It's on like every single streaming platform uh, that I've got aware, it on Xbox. All right, so you have no excuse. Yeah, it's on everything. So uh, the, way, the way I figure it, guys, is you could go outside and connect two electrical currents together, hold it up in a cloudy day, and you're going to be able to pick up BYU TV. That's right. <laughs> well, maybe if you're in Utah, but you know, I mean, for the rest of us, we're streaming <laughs> everything. But uh, folks, yeah. check it out. Oh, we're, cool. we're, we're a couple of episodes into season three, so it's not too late to hop on and, uh, and see the rest of the season. I imagine there are many more surprises awaiting us uh, as the season goes on. I would assume, Dan, you can vouch for that or not. Uh, uh, guys, I can tell you honestly, our challenge has been, and we've been given this challenge, to s- say, yep, we want another season. And, and I don't know how you're going to make it better. But I can tell you that this season is, yeah, it's it's just amazing. the con- The connections, the families, the storylines that develop it's 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 amazing. It's amazing, and we hope we can we hope we can capture that again in season four and beyond. I'm sure you will, uh, Dan. I look forward to seeing you every Sunday uh, with dramatic B roll footage of the relative race office with everyone acting like it's there. You go, you know, like it's the red alarm fire whatever military analogy we can get. But, uh, by the way, as a side note, my favorite was because of hurricane Harvey, you had an entire screen dedicated to weather. And I just love seeing that every single week. Like these people, this is fierce. This is fierce. People don't mess around. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you pick those things up. We are actually hoping that people pick those things up because they're the little details that we think matter. But yes, that's the point. Is yeah, yeah. Hurricane, you know, that hurricane hit right as we were filming it, and that's what's in the background. Yeah, because we the, had to track that hurricane. Oh, I, I love the super intense command center. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. Actually, I, I kind of just, I just. <laughs> Every week, it is, dude, it's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome, guys. You anyway, can just call me. Just call me. I think I am James T. Kirk, and you are all aboard the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> I want you to use that line. Absolutely. All right. Well, Dan Debenham, thank you so much for the time, and good luck with all future editions of Relative Race. And we're grateful for uh, your success and for you taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, guys, it was my pleasure. I hope we can do it again in the future. Okay, love to do it. Take care, buddy. All right, we'll see you, man. See ya. Bye bye. Well, that was great, huh? Oh, the best. I like Dan. I like Dan. I didn't, uh, you know, he's, he's a good dude. Dan, what a guy. Dan the man. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, I, I really enjoyed that, actually. Everyone, make sure to watch Relative Race. Do it. It's our favorite. They don't pay us in any way to say that. It's just a literal great. tears. 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 There's tears on the, on the side of my face, and it was flames, and the flames <laughs> were coming. Good clue Up. reference. Good clue yeah. reference right Thank there. You. Thank um, you. The one thing I will say, though, is, Al, I think you and I only would have qualified for like season one when they were still figuring it out. I don't think I'm interesting enough now, and I don't have a cool genealogy story 
to merit being on relative race, which is also, sad. also, I mean, you're not as excited about your relatives. You'd be like, Oh, you're my cousin, whatever. I did want to ask Dan, we didn't have time if he had any stories of, uh, kind of more awkward encounters with relatives that didn't make it on camera. Just because <laughs> it had to be there. They meet people from all walks of life and naturally you're going to gel better with some than others. So I imagine there's something <laughs> to that. It's just yeah. normal. That's just, that's, you know, th- you know, just because someone's your relative doesn't mean you, you well, we'll hit it we'll off ask, perfectly, but I'm sure we'll it's great. We'll ask him next time. We'll ask him next time. He did hint that he would like to come back. So everybody, we enjoy your emails. Contact at thisweekinmormons.com. We're still reading them. We're still reading them. Read them all the time. By the way, um, Sunday School Bonanza listeners, I just want to apologize, but you can send your hate mail towards Al, who has yet to figure out our redirect to to fix our feed. I'll do it one of these days. One of these days. We're like going to be months behind when this gets there. So the point is, Sunday School Bonanza still exists. It's just that right now the feed is pulling in the Twim feed. So you just get to listen to Twim on both channels. It's great. Booyah. Anyway, uh, social though, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you haven't done so, that would be an excellent thing to do. You can take part in all the great fraternity that we have there. So Al, thanks for joining us this week. Anytime. See you, Jeff. Love you, buddy. Everyone be well, be holy, and be be wise. This week in Mormons. This week in Mormons. The original Mormon News Podcast. This week in Mormons. Oh, I love you, children. I love you.